0: Oh, man, Ron, I am so excited for this week's show. Uh, Jake Anderson joins us, and, you know, he he came out of Funnel Hacking Live literally on fire.
1: Yeah, I remember talking with him, and, you know, we I think we found him on Facebook prior, and we kind of knew what he was about. Then we got to kind of know him at Facebook, and this this show is truly about, his next steps in his journey.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how pivoting is okay. Like do it when you need to do it, right? When you discover you're not serving the right people, it's time to pivot. So for everyone, don't be afraid. Pivot when you should. And uh, without further ado, let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think?
1: So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give
0: themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight.
1: Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack.
0: All right. Uh, thank you so much. Today we are joined by a special guest, Mr. Jake and- Anderson. Uh, Jake is a serial entrepreneur. He's been doing it for just about 12 year- years. Uh, but more importantly, he is helping expert entrepreneurs launch and scale their knowledge business online. And I am so lucky to have met Jake uh, recently at Funnel Hacking Live. And I just cannot wait to get into our story uh, and his story. I mean, of all of his experience that he's gone uh, from his lighting business to doing events to helping people online. So Jake, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Corey. I appreciate the kind introduction and uh, you know, meeting you and Ron at Funnel Hacking Live, I was I was happy to run into you guys. You're you're definitely my kind of people, and, and and you. It's a pleasure to to have the opportunity to be on your show, Jake. I'm
3: I'm excited that you're actually on our show. I know when we met, you were kind of on this one trajectory, and you kind of swerved after. But before we get into all of that, uh, for the people that don't know you, if you can give everybody a quick little backstory about yourself.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I I always have to preface one thing about my backstory. Uh, I'm a yapper, and sometimes I I tend to go down rabbit holes. So I'm going to try to not do that and take up three hours on my backstory (laughs) Um, because it's it really dates back. I mean, I'm thirty. I'll be thirty-six years old next month, and it really started for me when I was eighteen. I you know I don't remember the specific moment. I feel like. Having those epiphanies in your life is something good to kind of mention when you're talking about your story, but something happened when I was 18 that just, I got bit by the entrepreneurial bug and maybe it was just more awareness of the world and seeing business and seeing that there are, there are, there's, there's this path you can take to kind of carve out your own destiny and, um, and I just became obsessed with it at that age. And I went to college. I went to a small state school in Farmville, Virginia, if anybody knows where that is. <laughs> um, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. But um, I went to school. I, I got a business finance degree. And it was basically, you know, I they won a school. I said, I want to be an entrepreneur, whatever the education I feel like I need to get is what I want to learn. Um, my, my, my dad was really... Uh, pressed on me going to college and and I was all about going to college I had no apprehension there. Um, but I felt like this, I knew what I wanted to do at 18 and that fire's never, never dimmed in my life. And it's the one thing that's never, um, I guess settled, you know, if it, if anything it's actually grown bigger and bigger as time's gone, as time has gone on, it's the only thing in my life that's ever been that way. So you know, kind of fast forward, fast forward through the years when uh, when I got out of college, I thought, okay, well now I need to to do it. I need to be the entrepreneur. That's what I that's what I went to school for. And I was living at home. I bought a. I actually bought a 1979 Winnebago. I was going to live in it um, on my mom's property, which actually lasted like a month because I just couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. But, <laughs> but during that time, yeah, it was terrible. I was like, I'm never going to meet, I was single. at so I was like, I'm never going to meet a girl. I'm just like, no, who's going to want to, you know, come up to my Winnebago in the middle of the woods. It's kind of creepy. So uh, right It's going to be know, a keeper, whoever it is.
0: It, it's like uh, getting the candy, the kid to the, can- <laughs> the candy in the van, right? Like, come oh, on, yeah, come yeah.
2: on in. <laughs> it's like that mixed with the Unabomber, you know, just <laughs> just like out in the middle of nowhere. Because I'm from the country. I mean, I, I live in Southwest Virginia. If you can't tell by my slight mountain twang that, you know, my voice. And uh, so, you know, I, I, during that time in the Winnebago, I wrote a business plan. It was a bad, it was a very good one. It was, it was kind of full of, of all kinds of ideas, didn't have any real direction. And then I got hooked up with um, a mentor. It was, a, it was a gentleman who I perceived, not even, not really perception. I, he was the most successful person I knew in my life, in my circle of people that I knew. And, uh, pursued him for mentorship. He agreed to it. Um, he actually really wanted me to kind of extend his business, which he was in the concert production type arena. So he was doing big like country music concerts, producing them for promoters. He was very tied in with uh, the eight, the big agencies out of Nashville. Um, you know, the William Morris and CAA and Buddy Lee Attractions. He had a lot of involvement with that type of um, that type of business. Um, I had no success in it. For the really the first, I mean, for, and this is 2008, just to give you a time, kind of all started happening, and then in 2000, into 2009, I decided to move to Richmond, Virginia, which is where I met my well now wife was my girlfriend at the time. And I decided, you know, nothing's really working. I want to kind of try to start over, you know, put myself in a new environment, surround myself. Well, I didn't even really surround myself with anybody. I kind of became a hermit. (laughs) I just, it was just me and my my girlfriend. And I started pursuing the weddings and special events industry. And um, there's a lot of backstory because the partnership, and it was a partnership with him. I had my own LLC. I was buying my own equipment. That ended up failing. Um, And I had to disband from that in 2012 but through that time i um i was really diving into the special events industry and there was a period where i was doing some dj work which it was kind of my first step into the special events industry but what really took off for me was the lighting business because that was a service that was really up and coming there wasn't a lot of people doing it um aside from you know your djs and your your venues would might have some lighting or your av companies but it wasn't really there wasn't any anybody other than one company that I saw that was really specializing in it. And I wanted to be the category king, so to speak, of lighting for that market. So I pursued it, and um, it, but it required me really disbanding from this partnership because in a lot of ways, he was holding back that mission. And, um, and I knew that if I wanted this to grow the way it should, I needed to get away from that. So I got into the lighting thing in 2012. I launched my first lighting business. Um, the first four years, as I said, like 08 through, through 2012 were, were a lot of trial and error, a lot of failure, um, you know, bad partnership. And in 2012, I launched my lighting business and I called it Lighting Professors because I was really big on educating my clients. I've always been a huge proponent of education, because, especially in business, because when you're working with a company, especially if it's service oriented um, I feel as if the, the customer experience can really be amplified to a high level when there's um, education involved in helping me understand what it is I'm getting the impact it's making that it's going to make on whatever the needs I have in this case it was lighting so what's the impact this this is going to have on my event and really explaining it in a way that's intuitive and easy to understand so as that kind of progressed the company really just, went off like gangbusters. We grew, you know, double growth year over year for the first three years. Um in 2016, I stepped out of the operations, pulled key managers in to kind of run the ops. And I I put myself in more of a strategic role. So I wasn't in the business anymore. And then I moved away from the business in 2017. uh, Um hometown in Roanoke, which is about three hours from Richmond. So Kind of sum up this story through this time of building my business, um, I realized that, and this really kind of plays into I think some of the topics we want to talk about here with hindsight. I realized that I started the wrong business for me, and there were some mistakes that I had made early on that um, that put me in a position. Actually, the business put me in a very dark place for many years. I I, I was working eighty to hundred hour weeks i was always stressed I, I felt like i couldn't disconnect and and that's when i decided to step out of the operations cuz that was the only thing i knew to do you know to to kind of fix that issue and um it ended up being a very good decision but in some ways it ended up becoming kind of a new set of issues that i had to deal with because i had a general manager that was unethical that i was relying on he was doing some um, things with the company end up leading leading to a termination. Actually, it happened last year, and I just got to a point where I realized this just isn't my passion. This isn't really where I want to continue my career. And um, and in 2018, that was kind of the year where I started thinking about the parallel or the or the the new the new the new chapter, so to speak, in my life. And I was starting to work on software development. I was going to build a software. For the special events industry, which I actually still have a prototype. It's not de- fully developed yet, but I have all the design and interactions um, with the UI that's been created. All the logics there. i um, started writing a book, and I was going to be. I was trying to be. I was going to be basically like the Russell Brunson of the special events industry. You know, the guy who's got the really cool software and is also a thought leader and selling education, kind of all packaged into one. Um, but what I made, where I made a mistake was um, I spent almost a year on this project and I had been studying a lot of click funnels and, and direct response marketing and kind of that whole world I had been really studying intensely about because it was something I was going to apply to my business. But then May of 2019 came and I was going to launch. I didn't have the software done, but I had enough done where I felt like I needed to get out and start being, becoming the thought leader. And when I launched, I completely froze. I didn't know what to say. I had never been active on social media even before that. Like making a making a simple Facebook post was really challenging for me, and um, much less like getting on a podcast or, or, or speaking on a stage or something that level. So I, I really had some struggle with it. And it happened. And I thought to myself, like, this is new. This is something that I, I just need to work through. And that's. And that's the story that I told myself, but the writing was on the wall the whole time. And and I let it sit there for five months as I continue to struggle through this. And I realized I don't care about weddings and special events. I just don't, even though I know a lot about that industry and I have a, a very, I have a ton of social proof. I have a lot of background in it. I don't care about it. And that's why it's hard for me to really authentically speak out and publish. Because I don't care about it. And that was like the biggest, the first big pivot point. I decided to, I mean, at this point, I had probably $60,000 invested, you know, in this software and everything I was doing. I hired a PR firm and um, I just realized I made, a, I made a huge mistake and had to completely shelf this whole thing. At some point, I might try to find a partner or somebody to maybe even sell the asset to. as far as I'm concerned, I'm expecting it to just be a loss. (laughs) And that's what it is. But I did learn a lot from it. And it kind of brought me to where um, we're kind of where I'm at today, because it was around October of 2019, when I I decided to shelf this and kind of start over. And um, I got very intentional about self awareness and figuring out how do you basically become clear on what it is that you want to do with your career. Cause I don't want to make that mistake again. That was a big mistake and I don't want to do that again. That's costly. That's not good for anybody that's, that's trying to, to pursue something. I, that there was a lot of damage that was created from that in some respect. So um, after a lot of just, yeah, you know, ex- exploration, reflecting on myself. Um, Funnel hacking live was great because I was able to actually all these people that I, were, I was friends with on the internet, I actually got to meet them, <laughs> and uh, plus new people. Um, and and having that live interaction really did a lot for me. And I just remember through the whole experience, I was kind of jotting down my thoughts and trying to find clarity in what it is I want to do. And that's that's what led me to this new mission of um, wanting to help people that are pursuing the knowledge business. And working with personal branding, working with thought leadership, and and also just the monetization process of knowledge products or information products, um, whether it be coaching or courses or um, you know even affiliate marketing where you're selling somebody else's knowledge created. So that's 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 kind of the story of where I come and where I'm at today, and um, some of the highlights that that's occurred through that process and that journey. And, um, there's definitely been some pivotal moments that's happened through that. And, and a lot of it really comes down to just really figuring out who you are and how you want to serve and, and understanding that, you know, when, when something doesn't really align correctly with yourself, you need to make a pivot. And and that's the pivot I'm at today with, uh, with really pursuing this mission in the knowledge industry.
0: That's great, Jake. Uh, it's funny. You know, you one one thing that's the same from what you're doing today versus before is is you loved and and wanted to be involved in the education piece, right? And you wanted to share your knowledge and, and mm-hmm. however that was, and and but I, I I now get why we I was so connected to you right off from the start because the I it was the same way like a year and a half ago, like I couldn't make a post on Facebook, I couldn't go live on <laughs> Facebook. I was more like, I'll just kind of watch and be a voyeur uh, and kind of watch my friends do things on on social media. But I was never a participant until, until recently. And then, yeah, here we are now. We all have podcasts, right? Like, it's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, just I, I, there's so many things I want to dive into, uh, specifically from FHL, Funnel Hacking Live, until now. Um, but first and foremost, you know, to hold true to our, our show, let, let's talk about hindsight a little bit. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. We all wish we had it. Um, and, and you've made a couple of pivots. And, uh, so if, if you had 2020 hindsight, if you could go back and give yourself a little bit of advice, what advice would you give yourself? And, uh, when would you have gone back to?
2: Um, so there's, there's a lot of points in my, my past where I wish I could kind of grab myself and say, Hey, What no! Don't do this, (laughs) and stop myself from pursuing um, a certain direction. Uh, I I I would say in the very beginning when I first got started in entrepreneurship, one of the uh, what really put me in a very tough situation for many years is when I first got started in my lighting business. There was um, it's it's an expensive business to get in. You know, you've got to buy lighting, and I wasn't somebody who come from who came from money. Like I, I. middle class, blue collar family. Um, I had a, you know, entry level job, you know, so capitalizing that company was really based on hard work, grind and in um, debt. You know, I had a couple mortgages against my name and I had credit cards maxed out, savings was gone for many years. And that's, that's what I lived in. And, um, and what happens is uh, once you get invested and you get to a certain point, the only way out is to dig yourself out and that's to just keep grinding and stick with it. And, uh, and I got to that point where I almost felt like there was no looking back. There's no point in return. I just have to stick with it and move through it. And that's what put me in that dark place. So going back to that time when I made the decision, um, to go into, into the business, I um and I kind of made the mistake again in some respect, even with software. <laughs> so I didn't learn my lesson. So now that we're talking about it, it's just like don't do that anymore. And I'm not. And I, but I would I would have said to myself, I would said, listen, you really need to you really need to think about what you're signing yourself up for. You need to think about the commitment involved with this type of business and take a little bit of time and just do some deep work. Um, I, I th- think that that, um, in some ways people can kind of look at that as like, well, you might fall into analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis. And, and, and there's some truth to that. But at the same time, you need to understand, like, if I would have went back, it's just like, okay, I'm getting involved in the weddings and special events industry, which is highly seasonal. I could have figured that out. Okay. It's highly seasonal. Um, it's something that is going to require, you know, this type of capital to get started. I don't have it. So how can I, like, what's my plan for acquiring capital? And just have a little bit more clarity going into it um, versus just taking out debt and going hog wild, you know, with, with, with trying to get this thing off the ground. So being able to have some level of, of understanding with the commitment is really important. Now, how, that, how I've applied learning lessons to the day, I think is important also to know because you look hindsight and you say, okay, this is what I learned from this 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 experience. So how can I apply that to today? And I'll give you an example of that because I think that's important to connect, to, to connect those two dots. So I was at a crossroads when I was trying to find clarity with my online business. And I thought to myself, I was kind of deciding, do I want to go the agency route or do I want to go the route of more coaching and um, being involved in, um, you know, maybe affiliate marketing. I'm not really trying to be a service provider, so to speak. And, um, and I came that crossroads and I thought back to, um, to that time when I started my business it's like, I've lived a service provider life. That's, 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 that's what I did in the weddings and special events industry. And I thought real, real deeply about like what my average day would be. And is that something like my average day, Like what's my morning look like on a, on a Tuesday? And what does that look like going into the day? And how does that feel? Is that something that I'm going to be happy doing? And that's what caused me to say, eh, agency's probably not for me. I'm, I'm not, when I think about myself throughout the day, I'm obsessed with reading and learning and crafting out stuff on my whiteboard and, and taking that and like talking to people and helping people. Like when I have to like start putting pen to paper to build something for somebody else, I, it's hard for me to get motivated to do it. And I've noticed that about myself and I realized that, okay, I know what I'm signing up, my signing myself up for with an agency, even though I've white labeled a a company and I can push all the creative work, there's still a level of, I guess, being a service provider. And it just wasn't It's like, that's just not me. That's not what I want to do. And I thought a little bit deeper into the commitment this go around. And I feel like I'm kind of protecting myself from kind of going into that dark place. I could have put myself into like I did the first go around with my first business. So that's the thing that I think is really important to understand is, you know, what is, what is your commitment? And is that something you feel is going, is that a commitment that you can thrive? Are you going to thrive with that commitment? Um, And if you, and if you feel like you will, then do it. And if you feel like it's something that is is going to create the lifestyle you want, then do it, you know, but if it's, <laughs> if it's going to put you, um, put you in a dark place, then it's going to be, you're, you might have some, you might have a little bit of regret there. And, uh, um, and I don't have a lot of regrets for myself, I, but I, I will say that looking back, there were definitely a lot of years that I, I wish could have been a little bit different, you know, because it took me away from my family. You know, it created some, some tension in my marriage and, um, and nobody wants that, you know, nobody wants that in their life. And, uh, and that's stuff that you have to repair and it's stuff that takes a while to repair. So, um, so I've just been more con- cautious about, Kind of the, the level of commitment, you know. As I move forward, and when I look back, that's what's really kind of triggered in my mind. And I think that's what created so many pivot points too, because <laughs> I'm like, you know, there's a little bit of gun shyness there, but it's also, um, you know, it's also helped me figure out kind of a framework for how to, how to get to a place of clarity at the same time, which is kind of like what I'm working on right now because it's something I want to share with everybody to help help other people who are in that same position. That's that's in my opinion that step number one is getting that clarity understanding, you know, what's the foundation of how I want to serve and who I want to serve, and then from there you just take off and you run as fast as you can. No, I love that, Jake. You know what I love
3: the most is you you actually embodied what our whole show is about. You took your own hindsight to hack your foresight, right? Absolutely. That's exactly what that's exactly what you just did. So that's amazing. So if anyone's wondering what the show's about, that's what the show's about. So one, thank you for that. Um, I, I kind of want to dig in a little bit about the pivot you made at FHL and kind of what brought you to that specific epiphany, and and where you're going, like now, into the future.
2: Yeah. So, um, so when I was at Funnel Hacking Live, I I went there with two primary objectives. Number one was to create relationships, um, which I think that's probably everybody's you know, objective to, to, you know, everybody wants to come in and kind of meet and, and, and collaborate and build relationships. Yes, no, but, but, um, the more unique thing, at least for myself was trying to just find some clarity and trying to connect with people. Cause sometimes when, when you're, when you're in that mode of exploration and you're collaborating with all these people and you're kind of sharing your thoughts on things, it helps you kind of flush out those details and you're able to kind of see to your right in front of your eyes, and um, what had happened? There was actually a conversation I had with Jamie Atkinson, which we all know Jamie. And um, I had built, and I think I showed you this. It was like a podcast funnel, and I was going to promote his um, his podcast Profit Lab as an affiliate. And I had like an affiliate offer I was going to tie on to And it, I loved your really kind
3: everything. So I yeah, remember I it very it. much in <laughs> detail. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so um, so I pulled Jamie out. Like Jamie, check out my offer, man. This is cool. And um, he looked at it, and uh, he was asking me and, and at the same time, I was working on white labeling um a uh an offer of the, the Blake new bar program and um and I was going to, with that I was going to you know target the dental industry because my wife's a dental hygienist, and that would create a bonding experience between the two, so I'm kind of like you know firing off in all these different directions with how I want to serve and he kind of looked at me and he said. And it was really the dental conversation more specifically he looked at me he was like, are dentists your people? And I thought, I mean, nah, not really. I mean, they, but there's a market there. It's a good niche. So why not? You know, why it, there's money to be made. And he goes, you need to, you need to, you need to think about who are your people and who are the people you want to serve? And he asked, he said, who are your people? And I kind of pointed in the room because we were outside the conference room at the time they had a you know somebody speaking at the moment. And I said, everybody in that room, that's my people. And uh, he said, okay, there you go. He says, just tighten that up a little bit. When I started thinking about, especially if you really think about somebody like Russell Brunson and even the speakers, they're really, really there. Like a lot of the training and a lot of the information is really there to help expert entrepreneurs. you know, you got expert secrets. It's a lot about finding your voice. Like, I don't hear a lot of talk, even though he kind of serves these people. I don't really hear a lot of talk about, you know, building your Shopify store and selling e-commerce stuff. Not too much. And uh, so, I, as I'm thinking about who my people are, like, I really think about the relationships that I have and the type of conversations that I have. So, I, I, you have like your, it's like your who, your why, and your what, your how, and like all that stuff has to really be in alignment. So, I got. So I spent pretty much that whole week, you had, you know, your ClickFunnels notebook that you have, and you can take notes in. I'm constantly just jotting down, just moving my thoughts into this notebook and just trying to see what I can figure out. And, um, and as I'm moving through it, I'm just, just really spending the time and some deep thought. If I wasn't speaking with somebody, I was in my notebook. And, um, and then as I went through that process, I realized, um, what I had kind of discovered was a Methodology, so to speak, of how to become more clear on the you know the alignment of your who, your why, your what, and your how. See, my problem was my who at the time, and I had my podcast, which was Chief Executive Dad. It was to focus on the entrepreneurial fathers, but what I wanted to do was teach people about. Like, I couldn't figure out how to like make it all work, like an alignment. So I was like, these are who I want to serve, but I don't really what I want to do. I mean, I feel like this can help. Women too. I don't want to exclude them. And I was just really all over the place with 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 exactly who I wanted to serve, why I wanted to serve them, what I wanted to do for them, and how I want to do it. And um so through that experience of funnel hacking live, once I really thought about really who my people are to a deeper level, from there figuring out um and, and when I say my why, the question I actually ask myself, because the why is can be very deep in terms of like why you want to be an entrepreneur, right? What's, the, what's the reason for that? For me, I, I also asked the second why my second why was, well, why? Is this, like, why are they your people? What is it about them that, why do you want to serve them? And so I started thinking about that. Then I started thinking a little bit more about well, what it is I want to do for them and how I want to do it. And, uh, and, and, and from that point, at funnel hacking live, I was able to almost not immediately through a period of time and just being really intentional on doing this deep work. I was able to really craft out all of the things that I need to have to be aligned. And then from there, like all your content, like your messaging, your offers really needs to be in alignment with that. You know, you can't be trying to speak to entrepreneurial dads and then put out an offer. That you know helps helps you be a i'm just trying to think off the, I'm literally taking thinking off the top of my head just something that, that that doesn't really specifically speak to entrepreneurial dads you know when I thought about serving entrepreneurial dads, I thought about helping them like create balance in their life between business and family you know because that's that's the big pain point that was the big pain point that I had as an as an entrepreneurial father and that was a big part of my messaging. I'm like, yeah, but I also want to talk about offer creation. And I also want to talk about, you know, how to monetize um, your Facebook group or like things like that. Like that's where my gravity kept going towards. It was like that stuff. And um, so once I kind of brought all that stuff into a center point and put it all in alignment, it made it so much easier for me for creating content. I got more aggressive. If I mean, if you may I guess we had become Facebook friends. But if you look like pre-FHL and post-FHL, you'll notice a huge difference in like my content creation. I'm like a lot more out there now than I've ever been because I have clarity. And when you have clarity, your, your movement's more frictionless. Like it's easier for you to produce content. It's easier for you to think of offers. It's easier for you to do anything in your business once you have that figured out. So that was the pivotal moment. Thank you, Jamie, for um, knocking, me, knocking some sense in me and, <laughs> and telling me that, you know, you, it's like, Jake, you've got like four different who's right now. Like, who do you want to serve? Like, pick one. You that, know, is and,
0: the, uh, that is the hardest thing, I think, that Ron and I have suffered from for the last year is yeah. is yeah. The, who are we serving? Because we want to serve 12 different who's. <laughs> um, you know, and so just, just thinking about... S- you, you dove into really two different big-time businesses with the lighting and, and then the software creation, and, and you almost didn't pull yourself out soon enough. Um, but but now your way of self-reflection, But and then on top of that is this self-reflection followed by quick action, right? Like once you've kind of thought deep. Um, so I, I really love that, Jake. And um, definitely definitely one other piece and one other compliment is you know, when we were at Funnel Hacking Live, y- you were so much more present than almost anybody there. And I, and when I say that is because it's like you were sitting and talking with us sometimes or whatever, but you were making and creating relationships the entire time. Or you were in your notebook <laughs> getting ready to launch your next phase, right? Like, and and I think so many – people might have taken a minute to relax and go have a beverage. Or, you know what I mean? Like trying to soak in. I, I was in the introspective trying to soak in some of the learnings and not necessarily focusing on what I'm going to do with that learning. You know what I mean? So um props to you on yeah. on kind of taking that action right yeah. afterwards. So um so yeah, so you've been you've yeah. been making headway but you know, what's, what's kind of the, been the results that you've had since the last couple months or the last month?
2: Um, so there, there's been, let me think of how to define it. So I actually, I had, I had got my first funnel launched and it's, it's the expert lead machine and it's the, the white label Blake Newbar product. But, um, and, and in fact, uh, the first week, um of launching, I did $813 in sales on that funnel. So that was my first week of ever having anything online. Um, never had an offer. Um, obviously, if anybody knows who Blake is, you know, he he he's he, he, he he's somebody who knows a little bit about what he's doing. Um he's very successful. So I, I followed his model, but what really there, there there's a story behind that that, that I think is really important to know because my, my, what i what I want to say is my results are, are subjective to my story. You know, I, I have, I've had people reach out to me because I've, I've, i published, like I just, I've got, I'm in a mode right now where I literally, I move thoughts to newsfeed. If I'm going through something and that's my way of documenting my journey is to just, I don't ever think it, if there's a thought or there's something I'm thinking about, you know, that I want to just get out there. I don't put a wall in front of it. I just get it out there. And you know sometimes people really are attracted to the thought, sometimes nobody says anything i don't really care. you know it's just me trying to continue to be consistent and and building my my authority online and since that time, um, what i've noticed is that I have more people reaching out to me and they're they're asking me questions about their own business um, I'm kind of in a way doing some free coaching <laughs> in a in a very informal in a very informal way where people will reach out to me and say, Hey, I noticed you said something and it really made me think, and I wanted to ask you a question and get your thoughts on something. And, um, you know, I, I, am I'm, I'm really big into building the relationships. Um, obviously as time moves on and you get busier and busier, you only have so much bandwidth, but, um, but I've, I've, I've had, I've seen just as far as the response from the people that I'm kind of from the audience that I'm building, it's been, Um, more receptive. And, and I think, you know, a lot of like with that program that I put out, most of those sales came from just those conversations. And um, there's one lady, she had reached out to me and she said, Hey, you know, I know like sales funnels is something you're into. And we started talking she said, would you mind taking a look at my funnel and giving me some feedback? I said, yeah, sure. So I took a look at it and I gave her some feedback and she found it to be very helpful. It helped, you know, strike a few light bulbs off in her head. And um, and we just stayed in touch. And then when I put out my, my, when I launched my offer, I said, Hey, you know, no hard sales pitch here, but I just want to let you know, I just got this off the ground. And I think it's something that can help you with your funnel, um, especially optimizing your profile, you know, take a look at it and see if it's something you're interested in. If you want me, if you don't mind um, taking a look at the link, you know, I'll send it over to you. She said, Oh yeah, absolutely. So I sent her the link and not only did she buy the program, but she also referred to other people to buy it. So that's the power of relationships, Nice, you nice. know, really focusing on sometimes I think it's easy to forget that we're, we're selling to human beings. When we're more online because you just see the, you see the stripe notification come up and you say, Oh, here's this person from somewhere in the world that just bought your thing. And you don't, you got to realize like that's a real human being that that's buying your thing because they have a problem that they think that this can fix. And when you, when you, look at it from that angle when you realize that you know there's there's some kind of a relationship there between whatever it is that you're doing in your business and the people you're serving that's and that's your brand right your brand is the relationship is that bond between you and your company and the market it's serving and once you really understand that you know, you need to you need to realize what do you want to make your brand about what do you want that relationship to look like and for me it's it's about authenticity it's about delivering, you know, above the expectation, you know, the over almost under promising over delivering, you know, and and trying to maintain that type of a situation. But um, but that's just been I've just been I've been more I've had more energy, you know, because I I have more clarity. When I have more energy, it's easier for me to publish. So I'm more active. Um, I'm creating more of an, you know, more of an audience, more of a following. I'm seeing better engagement. Um, I'm just really using Facebook. Now I have kind of like tapped into the Instagram Instagram and Twitter a little bit just because I I, I think it was was it the Gary Vaynerchuk 64 slide deck, you know, ways to create content thing that he put out. I, I read right. that and I read that. And I was like, you know, what, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see how many pieces of content I could put out today. And I think I got to like 30, it was in the 30s. And um, I was like, all right, I'm going to post this on Twitter and then I'm going to screenshot this and we'll throw this on Instagram. And then I'm going to, you know, and I just kind of, and actually helped. Yeah. So, um, but, but I just, you know, I've just, I've just been amped up. Um, the energy level is certainly a lot higher than it's been. And when you have, especially if you're online and even more so if you're somebody that wants to sell knowledge and you want to be known as an expert in your field, unless you just want to rely on ads, you gotta, you gotta publish, you gotta put out content and you you need to build that, that no like and trust factor and my sales came from people who i'd spent time building that trust factor that's why they bought from me there were a few in there that were people i had no idea like they came from my they came through my profile and they they got they got the product but 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 majority of the sales you know for that week especially were were from people that i knew and people that i had built trust with and um so that's the results and right now I'm working on on an ebook and I, and I've got a whole and I actually have a whole value ladder planned out and I'm I'm in building mode right now. So I'm building, I'm creating a Facebook group, I'm creating an ebook that is actually an interactive ebook that's going to be tied to my YouTube channel to where um something new I'm trying I don't know this can this could crash and burn but it's but I think I think it'll do well. I've got a theory behind it. But essentially, you know, you've got the, your mini courses where you have your videos and everything contained. But I wanted to create an ebook that have that has links embedded in it that takes, takes you to the YouTube channel that shows you the training that ties in with that particular section. Because I feel like it's a way that I can help boost YouTube subscribers, but it also makes it more accessible for the person who's going through, you know, if it's a free thing, it needs to be real quick, easy results. So um, it's just a way to add, make it a little bit more interactive versus just reading words on a, on a screen. So kind of hitting all those learning modalities with visual. People who are visual learners, they can go to the YouTube channel, watch the video version of it, or if they want to read, and that's the type, they, that's the way they, they prefer to, to learn. They can just do the reading side. So I'm trying to, you know, use it as a way to, to um, tie in all three learning modalities within the ebook. So We'll see how that's it works. Awesome. You know. <laughs> no, that, that,
3: that's awesome. I was like, I'm down. So... To that point, uh, you know we're we're very excited to watch you. I've watched you grow over the last couple of months. Uh, amazing from pre FHL to post, uh, and and I'm excited to get the interactive ebook myself. So yeah. if you can let let listeners know where they could uh, follow you or hook up with you or join your Facebook group or or be able to get that ebook when it comes out
2: yeah um so i am planning on launching the facebook group right now we're, we're in kind of mid-march um by the end of march i don't have a definitive time um launch date yet just because i'm i'm going over the top with my facebook group and <laughs> and doing all these cool little videos and stuff for it for, to kind of properly welcome people in um and I had a little bit of a headache there when I was trying to get this created, but I've fixed that since then. But anyway, it'll be by the end of March. So the, the name of the group, it's called brain sales and that's S A L E S not C E L L S. So brain sales. And, um, and it's there for anybody who is an expert entrepreneur and they're just looking to launch a successful online business. Um, so that'll be my Facebook group. And in fact, I'm going to have, um, the ebook will be something that I'll send to anybody who, who joins the group. And I'm my my goal is to have both the ebook and the group ready, kind of all at the same time. That way when people come in, um it's something that they can get, you know, almost immediately. But the three pillars that I'm going to really be teaching on, you know, and really helping people within that group is personal branding, thought leadership, and knowledge monetization, um, which I believe are kind of the three most important components to build a successful knowledge business. Um, so that's really what my focus is going to be with that particular group. And then from there, I'm going to have, you know, my YouTube channel, which all that stuff will tie in. The group's going to be kind of like the central place. You can go there and you'll get access points to, 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 it, to everything else that I'm doing online. Um, eventually I'm going to relaunch my podcast, you know, I'm going to have a blog and kind of create that content hub. Um, but, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be, that'll be the, the end of this month, um, is the plan.
0: Perfect. Well, Jake, uh, we'll make sure that the link is in the show notes uh, so everyone knows where to go. But, um, man, it's, it's definitely – it was an honor to meet you in person um, at the end of January there. And, and uh, I, I can't wait to watch. And, and honestly, selfishly, uh, I, I hope to work with you in some fashion. I hope to collaborate however we do it some way, some, somehow, sometime this year. We have to do it. We have to do it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I appreciate it, guys. I really, it's, it's
2: been an honor over here too. Anytime uh, you give me the opportunity to, to serve and, and speak speak my story and, and talk about this type of stuff, I it's, it's definitely something I have a lot of gratitude for.
0: All right, Jake, we will uh, thank you very much for your time and uh, take care. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Jake. All right.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, Corey.
0: Oh man, that was so awesome. I loved hearing where he was from before Funnel Hacking Live to afterwards. And I know he's not quite where he wants to be yet, but he has the vision.
1: Yeah, you know, I I loved that he had the courage to make the decision to stop what he was doing. Cause it wasn't like he just started. Like he was pretty far ahead in that journey and he was like you know what this is not what i want to do and you know we all hit that point of do i just keep going and maybe it'll be become something i want to do or is now the time to pivot maybe cuz you have to pivot the world's changing you have to pivot and it's it's okay to do so just make the decision and run the direction you need to run.
0: Yeah, so true, so true. I, he he just inspired me from from what, when we met him at Hockey Live, and by the before we left, like he just had this whole new vision, and, and it's just it's inspiring. So um, I can't wait to to watch you know the the rest of his journey and and uh, see what happens next.
1: Yeah, I can't wait either. And I think uh, we're not to have to wait too long. I think we're going to have the rest of his journey on Wednesday.
0: Perfect. In for a treat. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Jake's, Jake's been doing some amazing things. And uh, so we had his pre, uh, it was right after Funnel Hacking Live where he made this shift. He knew the direction he wanted to go, but he wasn't quite there, too. Now he's there. He's in the heat of it now, building what he wants to build, serving who he wants to serve, and doing some amazing things. So uh, tune in Wednesday, and we'll have the rest of the Jake Anderson still.
1: Absolutely, guys. And when you tune in, you can tune in on YouTube or any place you listen to our podcast. Uh, We just want to thank you for being a part of the Hindsight Hackers community.